0: To Noise Extra, I'm Gray Holger here with my co host Tara Connolly. Hello, and Mike Connolly. Hello, and today we are going to discuss the self titled Calabrese record from 1987 on Jazz Tone, later issued in 1993 also by Jazz Tone. In a oh, Tara, how do you say it?
1: Oh, Dyke Knecht Ruprecht edition.
0: That one, yes. Yes. And uh, with a Merry Christmas stamp on the back. Exactly, which is why it is this
2: week's episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. We know we like to do it themed. Last year we did Smell and Quim Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And this year it is the Caliber album, which we had planned on doing when we did the 7-inch episode on Drone, as recommended to us by pat o'neill and we then decided well we have to do this for the week of christmas because it says merry christmas on it and there are christmas themes going through some of the notes yes so perfect time to do it but before we get into it gray what have you
0: been listening to nothing
2: just zero i haven't been listening to anything i've
0: been working on Some recordings lately and I just haven't, if I have time to to sit and listen. Otherwise, it's like the same five CDs that are sitting on the CD player that I've already mentioned. And the same plastic man CD in my car. And that's that's it. So I actually (laughs) haven't been listening to anything. Uh nothing nothing new to report or exciting right now from me, unfortunately. What about the Conleys?
1: Well, you know, the last half of December and the last half of November are always like a mad rush, busy time. So that is understandable. It's good to get things accomplished.
2: There you go, Tara. That was a nice uh, public and public service announcement from Tara. So, hey.
1: Yes, I was just saying, Gray, I understand. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, no shame in that. Well, we've
2: been enjoying a tape put out by a label that put out your one of your favorite albums of the year. Gray. The Dungeons Deep label put out a tape by Olshano. I'm certainly pronouncing it wrong. I might be close to that, though. Let's see. That that might be relatively close. The tape is What Do You Hear Coming Home, and it's a compilation of two EPs. And it's in the band realm of that world. It's not just a keyboard playing medieval synth. It's actually more of a... Instrumental, I think there might be a few voices here and there, low, but mainly an instrumental.
1: Winter instrumental. Folky. Something to enjoy the Aurora Borealis. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's got a really great vibe. We really like the cover a lot. It's perfect for this time oh, yeah. of year. So something that we enjoyed from discovering the Wallachian cobwebs from you, Gray. And then digging into seeing some of the other stuff the label released. So that's the one that we that really struck us.
1: The modern thing. We always have we have our classic go to's.
2: Well, our classic go-tos for this time of the year, of course. Kevin Drum Tannenbaum. Mm-hmm. Yezu Christmas.
1: Smelling Quim Christmas. Of
2: course. Mormon, Mormon
1: Tabernacle Choir.
2: Spirit of Christmas. So that's getting a lot of play. So that's we like to keep the atmosphere going, and that is striking all the right chords.
1: We're just peppering everything with cinnamon and spraying orange oil and just really kind of leaning into this time. Also
2: really good for this time of year that fits is the Ordo Equilibrio. The especially been listening to the reaping. What's the full name of that? What's that? it's it's sitting over there? And I didn't yeah, I mean, you're gonna,
0: I can't tell you it, the name. You,
2: the reaping one, the reaping one. Uh, that, <laughs> one, that one has been getting a lot of play around. As oh, well, you know what? Is,
0: I i can see those from here where I'm sitting as well, and I'll make sure to pull those out and throw them on. Uh, this I mean, oh,
1: it's, it's a so good, great.
2: It's great. The atmosphere mm-hmm. here. Of course, we're going to be watching Christmas Evil. Of course, we're going to be watching Black Christmas.
1: Style code Santa Claus. To
2: all a good night. We watched Don't Open Till Christmas for last week's hometown. Why is that
1: weird and violent? Oh,
2: and sleazy. Two very of my fav- sleazy. Three
1: of my favorite yeah, things. Sleazy, yeah, yeah. weird, and violent.
2: Yes, definitely. Santas mostly exist in alleyways in that movie. You're very
1: dirty Santas. Yes. Uh, They, like physically dirty they hang out in alleyways they warm their hands by barrel fires hey, which is was- a traditional yeah. adult theme in most santa claus mo- or winter movies
2: absolutely find, so that you we know. watch at least i mean <laughs> of course so that's been the vibe here we are setting the atmosphere as gray was saw our christmas display a few weeks ago Yeah, and anyone who
0: watched our uh, most recent video on the Patreon also probably saw the Christmas tree and display, at least in the background.
2: Story time with Noise Extra. So, yeah, I'm sure there's been plenty more, but I think those are the great holiday-themed listening sessions that we have had here.
0: Great. Well, before we get into the record, a quick word from our sponsors. Coming soon from Difficult Interactions, Hivemind
2: Elysian Alarms Remixes, featuring Aaron Diloway, John Weiss, Silent Servant, Codex Empire, Oil Thief, and Youth Code, all using source material from Hivemind to create new and exclusive tracks. Limited edition vinyl pressing start shipping on December 28th. Also available, Hivemind Elysian Alarms Deluxe Edition, including Green Vital, Gatefold Jacket, two-hour live DVD, exclusive flexi-disc, and more. For further information on these and other titles, visit difficultinteractions.com. Out now on Oxen Records and available at oxenrecords.bigcartel.com. Circuit Wound, a sudden lapse of concentration CD. J. Howard's decades-long harsh noise project abuses with sheets of gnarled, hellacious onslaught. Also available, Scathing, a capital beneath the wave CD. Mutilated feedback, vigorous distribution of American noise plowing through all guardrails, unhinged swirl of limbs. Available at oxenrecords.bigcartel.com.
0: Calabrese. Yeah. This is a cool and strange record, and the project is still active. I mean, they released a new album like 2018, so I would consider that active. I mean... Fairly fairly recent work and have been releasing stuff. This is their first LP from 1987. Uh, We got seven untitled pieces here, ranging from uh, just under two minutes to almost 12.
2: You know, we weren't familiar with this project before we did that 7-inch, but you were, right, Gray?
0: Yeah, I had this in the 7-inch, but I I picked them up off a recommendation not too long ago. I think I was listening to... uh, Maybe Verkbund or something also in that realm, and, and someone had recommended this. And yeah, I've only actually listened to this a handful of times as it's a fairly recent acquisition to me, but I want to hear more. The 7-inch we talked about was really cool, and this record is great. There's only kind of one piece that stands out as strange or uh, yes. asynchronous <laughs> with the record. I mm-hmm. would
2: agree with that.
0: The rest of it falls into a very nice area of experimental, slightly industrial cavernous. It's a a little spooky. It's got a bit of a, a haunted vibe to it.
2: Oh, it absolutely does. End of the year haunting. And I love the way it starts. Yeah. The first track, this great ominous opening. You're walking into this late night world these looped strings and sounds swirl great end of the year dark vibes to this opening the classic only complaint being this could have been triple the length
0: well it is yeah. technically double the length
2: <laughs> yes yes mm-hmm. yes we we'll, we do start and end with this but it still wasn't enough for me i could have had done for a while more on this one.
1: You know, you think of winter and December through these bright, cheery times of togetherness, but also the winter is dark and full of danger and it can be cold and isolating. And this definitely has the vibe of that cold, sinister isolation of winter.
2: Definitely. That's the winter that we embrace. And it's just a perfect entry into the album, and something that would go along, I believe, with the 7-inch that we did in that similar low, dark, slow atmosphere.
0: Yeah, the sort of looped strings are playing, actually, upon the the second listen. Again, this does open and close the record, or at least a variation of this piece, Yeah, and the first time I heard it, I'm like, okay, that's that's a loop. And the second time I was like, actually, is that is that being played? I can't might be played. Can't quite tell. So mm-hmm. it kept me guessing even there. And then there are these sort of swells that happen in it too. It almost gets sort of like a piercing scrape or screech going on to it as they continue to swell. But again, yeah, over in, in two minutes. And the next piece is is sort of jarring comparative to what I had been said to expect from the seven inch and from this intro track. This is sort of a... Uh, the, the word that came to mind was plunderphonic, thinking of something like negative yes. land. And it is. It's like warped tape speed collage, elevator music, movie snippets, some like choir, maybe the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, some kind maybe. of choral stuff. And it's a uh, really slurred. There's a weird like few seconds of the Velvet Underground in it, but it's all yeah. sped up, mostly slowed down and warbly and kind of... It's not hard cuts, but it's all sort of slapped to tape and then manipulated for four minutes. And it it had me questioning what I was in store for now because this is a this is a decidedly different sound than I wanted to it expecting.
2: It is it it has the channel changing vibe. Mm-hmm. To me it was maybe the maybe during the day. Maybe this is the one that's not at night. It's someone's watching T V in the other room. There, there's these samples where it says no boys, no girls, no food, no fun. I thought maybe that was an old timey Oliver Twist orphanage, maybe that that was being transmitted. Oh, from. that's
1: funny! And they said a mouse, and I immediately thought the Nutcracker.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. This this track is definitely odd, and it is odd coming so early, and you. Once this track's over, we don't really go back to this vibe, right? Like I said, maybe I would have taken the first track and had it be the length of the second track. Is what go you know? The first Mm -hmm. track could have maybe gone over this second track. Personally, I think it's takes you out a little bit, but then you are then dipped totally back in for the duration of the album.
1: Yeah, the second track is slightly psychotic.
2: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that sort of channel changing thing isn't always
1: I didn't hate it. It just Yeah it, was just, yeah, it, yeah. Just, very, it just stands out a lot and, and is very much like I, I like the parts with the stretching tape. Yeah, there's I don't get sick of the stretching tape yeah. sound. I know some people
2: do, when but I, I like I like it. the strings <laughs> on it as well. There are parts definitely that are cool. It yeah. just is, like Grace said, a yeah. a jarring, seemingly out of place track yeah I think it's
0: album. it's it's just a uh, you know it's always strange like some of these sounds are obviously familiar to us. We listen to noise and experimental music all the time, but the sounds sort of from your daily life those t v things and and like hold music kind of stuff and and like a snippet of a velvet underground song those are all like mm-hmm. very mundane kind of sounds yeah. very sort of are rooted in the real world as opposed to sort of you know we go on to track three and it's these massive sort of twisted strings and and some like violin and cello playing it's really ominous five minute piece that follows that up oh yeah that was what i was expecting to lead into so to have this sort of separation from it is strange but yeah maybe maybe that's the daytime maybe that that's a little more like it could also be that isolation of sitting alone in the dark watching a, a tv screen glowing or something like it's uh it's hard to figure out where that sits in but this third piece is is really great. Uh it just builds the tension, builds on the tension from the first piece and and sets us up for the next entry on the record.
1: You know it's funny, when I'm alone I turn on every single light that is in the apartment and I've always done that. Do you guys sit alone in the dark? You know I know you do, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I go home and it's like way less lights. Oh my God. I make it like as bright as every single light can possibly be. And all of them. There
2: are times when I realize that every single light in the place is on. And I am saying, why is every light in the place on? There's no need for it. We I like the dark atmosphere. I mean, you like the dark atmosphere too. I you do just, too. You, you have more. You do have an appreciation for lights on more than I do.
0: I only yeah. need lights on when I'm working. If I'm working on something or setting up something or troubleshooting something or you know doing mail order or whatever. Otherwise. Let's keep it I dark.
2: try. To, I, I I keep them pretty dark all the time. So you that's can probably read why in the dark. I,
1: it's it's like pathological. Pathog- I don't understand it.
2: Packages that come from us are, look so terrible. My I'm always fiddling so with
1: things, so I need lights on all the time. But truly, when I'm alone, I turn every single light on. I don't. It's not. I'm not scared. I don't know why. I just turn them all on.
2: Oh, you Never sure? thought you, about it. Maybe, you might be scared.
1: Maybe I'm a little scared. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Maybe you might be scared of that if
1: I was listening to this, I'd be scared if I listened to the third track, I would totally be scared because it is creepy and ominous
2: that bass tension being bowed, slow, dark noise to me this and another track are where drinks are being made there's 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 drinks being made in the other room. you can sort of hear it. It's clearer in another track coming up, mm-hmm. but I was hearing them be made here. maybe that just as means I want to have a drink and. On the extra segment today, we're going to be talking <laughs> about holiday cocktails, so stay tuned for that. Maybe that's just on my mind. Yes. Boy, this just has great atmosphere. There's an odd sort of stomping in the background, or I don't know if that's the right word. There's there's odd low sounds happening in the background or in the other room that really give this whole track. This is, this is what you expected to come
0: after the first track.
1: Yeah, I thought this was like orchestral noise. Yeah. Yeah. Like very uh, gentle.
0: I definitely enjoyed this track. And yeah, it's the whole record has a sort of quality of uh, outside next door in the other room. Like there's Mm -hmm. always something distant happening just outside the edges of your perception. And it's always sort of looming there. It's ominous. That's a, that's a word I would use. And I think I wrote a few times in my notes is ominous uh, for this record. And this next piece, the last song on the A side The last piece on the A side takes me to the 7-inch that we talked about because it has this underwater aquatic bubbling and this sort of pinging. Cauldron electronics is sort of what I thought of it as. And it picks up power and velocity as it moves on towards the end of this track, three and a half minutes long.
2: The water boiling over the fire that is being lit in the dark house, and the dark house is starting to come to life. And there's this great subtle movement or even almost lack of movement in this track that I thought was effective until the end when the steam from the cauldron starts to rise.
1: Yeah, I like that cauldron electronics. Yeah, this was this was probably my favorite track.
2: has a
0: star next to it on my sheet. Mine has heart.
2: There you go. It's a great <laughs> track. Now, Tara, the edition of this record. So as Gray stated, it originally came out in 87. The edition that we are listening to and talking about is mm-hmm. the edition from 93 due to its Christmas theme. Mm-hmm. Tara, will you go into what the Christmas theme is from the notes?
1: Yeah. And I just want to apologize in advance for any German that I pronounce because I'm not good at it. Tara,
2: will you read from the liner notes?
1: Declaration. The Die Connect Ruprecht edition is the involuntary re-release of the first Calabras LP. It has only been re-released to prevent Santa Claus from becoming a criminal, a bootlegger. We, the members of the Jazz Tone Management, felt responsible for the integrity of Papa Noel and all his helpers. We hope for your understanding. Special thanks for this edition are due to Connect Ruprecht.
2: And Tara, can you... Fill us in on what Connect Ruprecht is?
1: Uh, it means the servant Ruprecht. It's the dark companion of Saint Nicholas, also known as Black Peter, Schmult, Schmutzli, or Krampus, which I think we're all familiar with Krampus at this point. He is a half demon, half goat. He carries birch sticks to punish children if they're bad. It's in the German tradition, and he comes on Saint Nicholas Day to ask parents if their children have been good or bad.
2: And that is the addition. Now, do you think that? Do you think the parents ever sold their kids out? Like, were they good, and the parents are like, you know what, they've been bad?
1: I'm sure it's happened. I'm In, sure it has happened. Now, do they
2: ever ask the kids how they've? Been? <laughs> I don't know. Like, have you? Like, you I
1: know? you know Saint Nicholas Day is something that you know we have never celebrated. This year, it was December sixth. So we we just flew past St. Nicholas Day. I don't know. Did anybody show up and ask you how I've been or nobody asked me about? Actually, yes. What would you say?
2: I said you've been very good this year. (sighs) Thank you. And you've been doing a lot of great research.
1: Well, maybe I'll get some gold in my shoes. Because that is where the tradition of stockings or putting treats and shoes originated, was with St. Nicholas. Again, Christmas is fun because it's such an amalgamation of so many traditions. And uh, I love the strangeness. That's also why I love Easter, because it's just everything smushed and mishmashed together into a big, strange spectacle. But St. Nicholas, when you had to have a dowry for women to marry, he was known to have paid off the dowry for some sisters so that they could get married and he did it by secretly hiding money in their shoes. So when oh. they put in the morning, when they put their foot in their shoe, they found it. Well,
2: that's pretty nice. I feel that's like Krampus nice. would not do that.
1: No Krampus. That's not his job. His job is to, um, to ensure that the next year you behave more and that you might get some money in your shoes.
2: Would you, or treats? what if Krampus came and asked if gray was good all year? What would you say?
1: Oh, Gray's been so good. He's done so many things. He,
2: oh, he's he's been done great. lots of wonderful releases. He, is, he
1: made things. He edits things he so that we sound like yes. we're articulate. He's the he,
2: reason this exists. So I would say he gets a lot of gold in his shoe. He gets the most gold. Now, and candy. I could use some gold in my shoe. Now he
1: cleans up my, my cable noise from where I shake my oh, microphone all the me. time.
2: Uh, so and there's that's that's, that's, that's the thing. So he is puts up <sighs> with us. So I great. say he's really good. Now Tara, what if Krampus came in as to how I've been this year?
1: Oh, I would say you have been spectacular. Yes. You oh, get wow. money in your shoes. So I think all-
0: you definitely won so some, great. uh, some awards this year, Connelly. Well, mm-hmm. maybe some gold in the shoes for all of us.
1: I was reading earlier this morning, like vintage Christmas lists from children and I love how they they really want fruit.
2: <laughs> they just want, the, you know, like, like, an, like an orange.
1: Wait, leave me sweets and fruits. <laughs> I know. Yes, exactly, exactly. These kids loved it. It's wild. Can you imagine, like, a...
2: dear Santa, please. <laughs> Leave me some original Masana tapes and lades. <laughs> those, some of those edition one of ones. Early be black leather
1: Jesus. Yeah, some those deadline <laughs> tapes. But
2: uh, well, like the original, original, original version. Don't put them in our
1: shoes. We'll smash them.
2: Yeah. So I guess we've established we've all been good and we all deserve gold in our shoes this year. I would say Calibris also deserves gold in his shoe this year even though we're talking about a record from decades ago, I would say it's a retroactive.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Michael Anaker
2: gold in
0: mm-hmm. the shoe. Excellent. He deserves a little gold for this next piece. The first track on the B side. And I, part of me wishes these, and I don't often say this, but I, I wish these had titles because they seem like such distinct, different sort of movements or ideas that a uh, separation of them might be Nice.
2: I would most always say a title is great. It's rare that I would say, no, go ahead and leave it a but it's okay. I mean, it's, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a deal breaker in any way. I have no problem with it, but if you were to ask title or no title, I yeah, I would certainly like a title. But I mean, there's this doesn't have any titles, right? It's self-titled and it just exists. So and I, the
1: self-title is written in runes,
2: right? So I understand the the mentality behind it, but yeah, this it it is this is also where drinks are being made for after we trudge through the snow.
1: You know, I I, lack, I- I like the lack of titles for this side because they really made me think of like trying to conjure a distant memory or feeling you know and right. and it, it's very cinematic in terms of like if you're just hearing something playing in another room and you don't really know what's going on and there's no dialogue so the fact that you can't title it because you can't place it because you don't know what it is
2: Sure and I think that's the theory behind untitled not titling mm-hmm. for a lot of projects. I used to not title things only purely out of it just didn't occur to me until I was like, "Oh, I should title
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: things." And then pretty much ever since then almost any track I would have titled. Would are would you be the same with that gray?
0: Yeah, I like titles. I think what titling... probably a
2: time that maybe you didn't title everything,
0: yeah, sometimes things just had just a tape had a title, yeah, but that's what I mean like, I, or... I think now pieces get titles, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, early on, early it's, on, it's, it's I... a difficult element to add, especially when you're still kind of forming yourself,
2: right, and it just didn't always occur to me, mm-hmm. but I would say for the vast majority, I do like a title, but that in no way takes away from my enjoyment of this album and this track
0: there's something about this this piece this almost 12 minute piece that start off the b-side that actually reminds me of uh a record that jeff Chenault helped make happen which is the beachcomber trio live at the kahiki in 1965 Uh, love that album which is a recording of the sort of like the beachcomber trio i guess a house band at the kahiki in ohio uh, which was a like a, a tiki bar tropical drinks and and Exotica, and it's a recording of them playing live during like supper service that was yeah. uh, unearthed on tape. So
1: you so hear people's nice.
0: conversations at tapes nearby. You hear the band playing live and you hear like plates being taken away and drinks being served and made. And this has voices uh, appearing out of the background, a heavy helping of atmosphere, uh, some glass tinkering and like things being dropped on the floor and bouncing, and just maybe like digging through a crate of gears. And some weird percussion that comes in kind of later on in some glitched synths, so in my mind, this was sort of calibrius live at the Kihiki in nineteen eighty seven or something like oh, it was I love it. there was music happening, but there was also, and this is sort of what tied it into me with the second track on the a side is that sort of mundane sounds you're getting just like snippets of conversation, you're getting glass tinkling or or bumping together, and to go along with it, there's sort of this other thing happening that is almost maybe even being ignored by some of the sounds that we're enjoying.
1: Yeah. I was listening to another Calibris release on drone records and music for very simple objects. Uh, and that was from 2009 and it had a very, very similar vibe of just, you know, really simple object sounds.
0: Yeah.
2: So, so it's a through line, but yes, great. While I didn't, wasn't at the Kahiki club, I was definitely still in this winter nighttime house and the drinks are being made for after we trudge through the snow to get to the house and the gathering is already underway when we arrive so we're arriving at the gathering where people are talking there's music being played there's food being served there's drinks being made and It gives you that that strange ghostly sense of that there's people in the room with you while you're listening to it. It's really great.
1: Yeah, and glass always has a nice tension. Like, I love the sound of rattling glass, but there's always the possibility that it's going to break. So I think it gives you a good tension.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, This was a really great way to start out the B-side. And yeah, those voices in the other room. And I see what you mean. There's a connection with the second track making it feel less out of place once Mm -hmm. you go more through the record but i think this track is really successful in creating
0: that atmosphere absolutely absolutely and the next piece is this sort of looped crackle and and scraped strings there's almost a rhythm here but it's it's completely unnatural and, and sort of unnerving and the the strings scrape so much to build this sort of bed of static that is nicely restrained and and then starts to break up as the piece moves forward.
2: Yeah, the pulling at the strings in the late night fire. This is a very string heavy record. There was accordion on the seven inch, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I, mean, I didn't hear any accordion in this because I no. I was listening for it. No. Being a fan, but I I did get the feeling that he was doing the bowing of the strings. Yeah, like I really, I really enjoy a bowed string. But certainly, this track is—it's actually lovely. It has like a nice ambient, dark tension. It rises and falls. I I really enjoyed this. It's
2: great dark noise. It got a black heart. Nice. That's what this album is, and it does end where we began with what feels like a continuation of the first track and I said I wanted more, and it was delivered to me again, I still wanted more
0: I, I do really sort of like it when records tie pieces together in this way and and in other ways throughout the record instead of I don't know, I, I like to hear things come back, even we were talking about that uh, most recent linecraft and i'm 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 not sure if it was on Industrialized Criminals History or on one of the or on Death Still persist or something, but that synth there is a synth line on there that is, I'm pretty sure also used in another track in a different way. And that yeah, sort I of through that. line and and picking out these little things where like it doesn't the source is good and it can sound just great in different contexts. So why why not use it?
2: Yeah, I love when that when that happens. And when you start to point that out in releases, when there's, especially with abstract sound, when there's recognizable points, it starts to create this context. And using the track again or, or continuation of the track really works here. Like I said, my main thing would be that I just could use more of it.
1: I love the packaging, the brightness. Yeah of like the back the merry christmas is clearly like a, a handmade stamp and or then, just
2: written i think
1: oh no no it's a stamp it's got oh. little marks right here or a oh, stamp or a stencil of some sort yeah and the also, cramp is also the christmas
0: a... jazz tone logo yes yeah. jazz
1: tone logo with a with a christmas hat on oh, it's it got,
2: it's just this great textured mm-hmm. red paper now i haven't seen the first version in person but
1: i this to me is the i think album. it came
0: in a clear sleeve and on clear vinyl whereas this is on red vinyl and in a red sleeve,
1: yeah. And it had this similar, like the on the clear sleeve. The insert did have the same piece of film going down the side, with the hand-drawn lizard or man with a tail, whichever you choose to perceive it as, uh, and the the Calibris logo with written in rune. D- d-
2: now you said you have the seven-inch. In this, did you say you had anything else? By no, by it's Calibris? just these right now. And now are, are how familiar are you with cranioclast?
0: I in passing I've heard I have a few same. things maybe, but nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It might be something to dig into come the new year.
2: Well, same because he is part of the cranioclast world, mm-hmm. but it's a name that I've read and seen forever, but it's I'm really unfamiliar with it. So hey, any listeners who have a good recommendation of where to start with cranioclast, please let us know. Because it's a label a group the sort of an entire world that they build, right? Yeah, a zone. something that yeah. we enjoy with uh multiple projects, but Calibers is really the one that we're most familiar with and really because of that seven inch. But I like there's a cranial class catalog insert in, in here and it does have a couple drink recipes.
1: I love this in a story that accompanies it, which yeah, is wonderful. Yeah,
2: the story is probably from something. But I
1: looked it up. I, I
2: You couldn't I, figure I can't it out? I find it. Well, hey, I thought
1: it was Thoreau, but I can't prove that. I have no idea. But yeah,
2: a French gentleman and and uh, and someone else sipping drinks at a bar. and
1: oh, wait you Here, know, I'll read the story.
2: You want to read it, Tara? I'll Do read you, it real fast, you, unless Gray wants to. Why don't you go ahead and read it, Tara? I think it would be much more fitting for you to read
1: once a french gentleman and mr coitra sat at a bar sipping a couple of drinks well said the french gentleman i think we have to hurry up because everything is vanishing mr coitra looked up from his glass and gave him a laugh and a smile sold pal everything dissolves that's it i don't think your usual hangover will disappear that fast tomorrow Always the same game. Things come, some things go, everything changes, but some wise guys try to make up a story of it throughout centuries. Everything bursts, fractures, vanishes permanently. Most things you think will be a concrete unit are just a loose assemblage of elements, and most elements you see are, as a homogenous whole have almost nothing to do with each other, except those in your own constructions that you are obtuse enough to declare to be reality. When I steal the apple juice from your angel's face... Will it really dissolve, or will you go to hell? Just take a dash of orange juice, and you have an almost perfect Golden Dawn. Cheers.
2: And <laughs> followed by two recipes now.
1: For the Angel Face, the Golden Dawn Cocktails, which, Gray, Gray what tri- do you think?
2: Yeah, so, Gray, you you tried one. Which one did you well, try?
0: I made a Golden Dawn. I made it per that recipe, and it was uh very heavily, it just tasted like gin. I mean, it was, the, the so what, recipe's so a little... What, off i what, think
2: what would you recommend if someone you wouldn't to do make... three
1: gin three gin three parts gin to one part apricot brandy and one part orange juice
2: no
0: i don't recommend that
2: so what would you recommend to make a golden dawn
0: well there is an actual cocktail called a golden dawn which is uh similar to this and so i assume that that's where it came from this is sort of a simplification of it uh there the other cocktail is uh, three-quarter ounce dry gin an ounce of uh, calvado's an ounce of uh, apricot liqueur or apricot brandy, an ounce of orange juice, and two dashes of Angostura bitters, and a sixth of an ounce of grenadine. Uh, I'm not a big grenadine fan. I usually use a hibiscus syrup in things calling for it because I like the really color and the tart. Mm-hmm. I don't. I find grenadine to be a little too sickly sweet for me.
1: I use uh, pomegranate juice instead of grenadine.
0: Fair. Uh, shake first five ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled glass. Carefully pour grenadine into center of drink so it sinks to create a sunrise effect is what it says here. So sort of a, you know, a visual drink as well to have the grenadine resting at the bottom of the glass, which, uh, you know, some of my favorite drinks have a nice either float or, uh, sink, I guess.
1: Oh, then that makes sense to call it the golden dawn. Right. Nice.
0: Yeah. So that recipe is very simplified and I'm not familiar with the angel's face. At all,
2: Well, if you get this, you see those recipes, I would suggest listening to Greg because he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But maybe try your own. And like we said, we're going to hop over to the Patreon and talk about some holiday cocktails. As you just heard Greg talking about this cocktail, you know he knows what he's talking about. I can
1: say an easy way to make a cheese plate, too.
2: Hey, we're going to give you some ideas of how to have a great holiday. Well... One thing you can do is listen to this great album. I'm really excited to mm-hmm. hear more from this project. I want to dig into the world of cranioclast a little more. So I think maybe for 2022, we should do that.
0: Put it on the list.
2: Like we said, mm-hmm. if there's anyone listening who is very familiar, knows this stuff, please let us know. Please let us know where to start. We are always excited to dig into new zones never a bad time
1: new pockets of the underground
2: absolutely so thank you so much i hope everyone has a merry christmas and a great end of the year of course we got one more before the end of the year and then we'll be riding noisily into 2022
1: yeehaw you've been listening to noise extra noise extra is brought to you by chondritic sound a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com noiseextra and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us, and to noise.